0: Today's Bible reading will be from Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14 and it's page 707 on the Church Bibles. This hand of the Lord was on me and He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophecy to those bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophecy to the breath, prophecy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the Sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain. That they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore I prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live, and I will settle you in your own blood. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord.
1: Good morning, brother and sister. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ezekiel was a priest called by God into prophetic ministry. His ministry briefly overlapped with that of Jeremiah. Like Jeremiah, he confronted Judah about their unfaithfulness to God. Unlike Jeremiah, He was carried away to Babylon with the captives in 597 BC. Ezekiel reminded the exiles that they were prisoners in a foreign country because they had rebelled against God. He was there to preach repentance to them and to tell them that Jerusalem was about to completely fall. The temple of the Lord would be burned to the ground. Judah would be completely destroyed. The Israelites didn't believe it. But it happened just as the Lord said. A year and a half later, in 586 BC, Nebuchadnezzar's army steamrolled Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. The exiles were stung in shock and disbelief when they heard about the fall of Jerusalem. They fell from heights of overconfidence into depths of utter despair. His message of our text this morning was primarily to the demoralized Jews who were being deported to Babylon. God was promising to restore Israel in the vision recorded in our text. The aim of the vision was to counteract the despair and pessimism which laid hold of Ezekiel and the despondent nation after captivities and the fall of Jerusalem. Now this morning text we can be divided into four sections: a hopeless valleys, that is verses 1 and 2. Uh, questions of life, verses 3 to 6, the breath of life, verses 7 to 10, and the army of God, verses 11 to 14. First section, a hopeless valley. Ezekiel reports on a spiritual experience where God's spirit placed him in a valley of dry bones. God led Ezekiel on a tour, around the bones that he might have a clearer view of them to see whether there was any life in them. These bones were dried, bleached, decayed, and scattered. The total absence of life. Humanly speaking, there was no possibility of reviving those bones. The vision represents the spiritual condition of Israel. Israel was a defeated nation. It had been crushed militarily. Its people had been separated from one another in exile, and it had suffered the inevitable results of its abandonment of the Lord. Alone, exhausted, discouraged, and impoverished, Israel was indeed as good as dead. As Ezekiel surveyed the scene in the valley, in order to emphasize the total void of life apart from God, the Lord asked Ezekiel the question, Can these bone leaves? The prophet's answer was restrained and filled with the awareness of human helplessness in the face of death. Ezekiel was very careful in answering this question. Ezekiel answered, Lord God, you know. Ezekiel was living in the midst of much discouragement. Ezekiel and all his companions have been through some very hard times. The captivity has brought despondency and discouragement. The trials of life have taken their toll. But there's something in Ezekiel that stands firm in God. Ezekiel's answer was someone tentative, but there was a ring of faith there as well. Ezekiel knew his own human limitations. His only well, son of man, meaning human. But he was talking to a sovereign God. So there was faith expressed even in the way Ezekiel answered the Lord, Lord God, you know. That is, I know that with you, sovereign God, there are no impossibilities. You can make the human unthinkable and impossible possible. With you, Lord, everything is is possible. Even dead and dry bones can live. Just say the word. As Christians, how many times have we responded to similarly hopeless situations? Too afraid not to have faith, but too logical to believe at the same time. God speaks to Ezekiel again in verse 4 and tells him, to prophesy over these bones, Ezekiel must have felt like the, he was preaching to the dead many times in his ministry, but never so much as now when he actually was. The difference here is that, unlike his preaching in Israel and to the exiles, these bones would respond to the Word of God. He was told to address the dry bones and tell them to hear the word of the Lord. God's word is the means by which he regrets to service. The other part of the formula for resurrection of life to the dry bone is revealed in verse 5. The word of the Lord was a promise to cause breath to enter into them that they might come to life. Breath, in Hebrew ruach, could also translated wind and spirit or spirit. In chapter thirty-seven, verse fourteen, the same word is translated spirit. This act of breathing the breath of life into man is reminiscent of the creation of man in Genesis chapter two, verse seven. In creating man, God transformed Adam into a living being by breathing into his nostril, the breath of life. Whether God was referring to wind, physical breath, the principle of life, or the Holy Spirit is uncertain. However, the intent is obvious. God is going to give life to these dead bones. God's spirit was going to create life in these scattered dead bones. After receiving the word of God that precedes the reception of life, the bones will begin the reversal process towards life. God will close the bones with tendons, flesh, skin, and put his spirit or breath in them it was the spirit of breath that would animate them or give them life when the life giving words goes forth in the energy of the holy spirit even dry dead bones will be revised and know that the lord has spoken verse 7 records the remarkable results of ezekiel's life giving Prophecies. The first stage is from bones to bones. Through prophesizing over dry bones will appear to an unbeliever as the height of folly. Ezekiel obeyed without comment or doubt. The result of the word of God was stuttering. While Ezekiel was prophesizing, a rumbling and shaking started or over the valley. In the midst of the shaking or thundering, the bones began to approach one another. It was as though they were being guided by an intelligent design. The toe bones connected to fo- the foot bones. The foot bones connected to the ankle bones. The ankle bones connected to the leg bones. Everything that lay dormant is moving around, and it was not random. The thigh bone connected to the hip bone, just like it was designed to be. And the hip bone connected to the spine, and the spine connected to the shoulder bone. And on it went bone to bone. In verse 8, the rejoined bones became held together by cartilage and muscle and began to flesh out an amazing miracle has occurred but there is still work to do the bones have come together tendons and flesh have come upon the bones it all looks very much better but Something is still not right. There is no breath in this, these bodies. Everything looks good on the surface, but it's still dead. The second stage is that the still dead bodies become live beings. In verse 9, Ezekiel is told to prophesy to the breath of uh, to the breath to inhabit de the, the bones the creation of a physical body just is a line, live, lifeless is again reminiscence of the two stages of the original creation of man in genesis chapter 2 verse 7 the prophet is asked to prophesy to the breath of life that divine breath which gives and sustains the life of all creation it was God's spirit, or wind, or breath, that was to give life to these corpses. And there is still a third stage, from life beings to a mighty battalion. Filled with God's work, the bones can now come alive in verse 10. Step by step, as Ezekiel seeker prophesied, as God commanded, this massive graveyard of lifeless bodies came to life because the breath of the Divine Spirit came into them. What a dramatic transformation! Death to life! God takes and turns a valley of dry bones into a vast army ready and equipped to fight the Lord's battles. Such is the boundless power of the word and spirit of the living God working together in his people. Verse 11 relates that the dry bones that come to life are figurative of the resurrections of God's people, the nation Israel. God interpreted the vision for Ezekiel. The vision was God's response to the people's sin and hopeless condition. There will come a time when they will see their destitute condition and confess our bones are dried up. And when our hopes have perished, we are completely cut off. Yes. Yes. This bone can live again, but unrepentant of the impotence to make it so. Only God could do so. And he would do so only based on the new covenant promises made in chapters 33 to 36. Ezekiel 36 verses 24 to 28. He says, For I will take you from the nations, and gather you from all the countries, and will bring you into your own land. I will also sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your idols. I will give you a new heart, and put a new spirit within you. I will remove your hearts of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. I will place my spirit within you and cause you to follow my statutes and carefully observe my ordinances. Then you will live in the land that I gave your fathers, and you will be my people, and I will be your God. Seen in in the heart of man, and have brought about the death of the nation of Israel. But there is hope for the hopeless. For God who gives life can bring life to those who are dead. In verse 12, God promises to bring his people back from the dead into the land of the living. As a result of the confessions of their hopeless condition and their sin cut them off from God, God is now ready to remove on their behalf he is ready to restore life to a nation that is dead in their trespasses and sins. When the seemingly impossible happened, as verse 13 records, we will know that God did it. What a marvelous encouragement this message of restoration of life was. It encouraged both Ezekiel and the people in exile. If the prophet remained faithful to his call and proclaim the word of God, the ultimate consequence will be a life-transforming experience that would result in a national resurrection. The grave here seems symbolic of life in exile. When the people are brought against into covenant relationship, they will have new life. God's continuation of his program for Israel is based upon his faithfulness and his grace. The nation was virtually dead without God present. However, God promises to open these walking tombs by reanimating them with the divine spirit. Things will change when that happens. Verse 14, promises the repentance, regeneration by the Holy Spirit. It is now clear that the breath of life the corpses receive symbolize the Holy Spirit promised in Israel new covenant. The work of the regeneration is by the Word and the Spirit of God. It was the word of God and the spirit of God that make it possible. And this is true still till today as they work together in the life of a believer. Ezekiel and Judah were given a promise, a new life in the Valley of Dry Bones. Fifty years later, that's in 538 BC, the first group of exiles returned to Jerusalem. Following that, a second and a third group of exiles returned in 458 and 444 BC. We can read about this in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. The people returned to the land of Israel. They rebuilt their cities, farms, and the temper. They became prosperous once again. A people who were dead like dry bones were made alive once again through the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, this morning passage prompts us to stand in the valleys of our own lives or our worlds and examine those dry, desolate, and even dead places. Those places that have lost all life-giving energy and are run to the ground. Perhaps this is a description of certain areas of your life, or even the entirety of your life right now, where you are just completely worn, burnt out, drained, and depleted. Have you ever faced a seemingly hopeless situation where the odds are so against you that you want to give up? Ezekiel the prophet did. Well, he wanted to see revival in the Lord, in the land, but the people refused to repent, believe in, and live for the Lord God. His ministry seemed to serve no good purpose. So God lets Ezekiel know that there would be revival in the land one day. The Valley of Dry Bone is a story of hope. It's a story of promise. It's a story about a people who have a future. There is a God who restores life no matter how hopeless a situation might seem. We have a God That can make even dry bones live again. If God did this for Israel, can He do the same today? Can our bones, our lives, our families, our faith that have been dried up and deadened by sin be brought back to life? Absolutely 100% yes. Can these bones live? God asks a seeker, as we look at our own hearts, our own lives, our own families, and see the dreadful results of sin, we might be asking the same question. But bear in mind, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Matthew twenty. So 20, verse 26. Doing the impossible, like creating life out of death, is God's specialty. There is the nature of his grace and the incredible power of his word. In the midst of your despair, get ready for God to do a new thing. He is a God of his word. He is a God of action. Let God restore your hope. The present condition of Sezek can all be pretty depressing. Satan would like nothing better than for us to give up, just like the Israelites did. But that is not the final story of God and God's people. But just as God here promised to restore his nation, He can restore any nation or church, no matter how dry or dead it may be. Rather than give up, pray for renewal, for God can restore it to life. Our hope is built on the solid foundation of the memories of God's faithfulness. Our hope is sustained by the fact that our God is still working in our lives and our church. Amen. May the Lord bless you.